Hi there, so it's me again, and it is, it's been interesting. So, sort of my little, um, what's been going on basically is last week I actually was not working, uh, mostly because the position that I'm in is seasonal and, um, there was really no work for me last week, so I just kind of chilled at home and hung out with my nephews and really just rested and <laughs> and so it, it's been really good and um, I'm saying and a lot because there's just more. <laughs> so yesterday um, I had church in the evening and it was really really good. So. What can I say? Today, I'm also not going to work. I actually had this weird belly ache in the middle of the night. And I just felt like my belly was so bloated. And I just, I think I just ate so many random things yesterday. And it just compounded into this really big tummy ache. And so I just, the, the feeling lingered until morning. So I called in and... I mean, lo and behold, there's really nothing for me to do anyway, so um, I didn't feel too bad about missing work because there's really no work for me to do. So I'm just on call, just like last week, and just been here most of the day. I rested a little bit, woke up at like 12, so um, it, I definitely felt groggy. definitely felt like I shouldn't have slept that long, but I did, <laughs> and ended up... Um, Waking up, yeah, basically at 12, then I did some errands, and so I'm back, back at the house. Um, I don't know, I, I'm doing this podcast literally because, um, (laughs) I need some sort of way of recollecting my life, right? Like, almost like a little audible memory capsule and so this is what it is so last time I spent a great deal of my time basically um what can I say answering some questions and sort of going back to my uh, teenage years and talking about a specific moment in my life that really impacted me and so this time I was curious if I should just sort of run the same thing over and over again but I wanted to talk specifically about something that has been sort of in the back of my mind I guess since yesterday so we had for uh at my church we had a guest speaker who came and shared about her life and just God's movement in in her life and really I don't know it was like a really cool time I I okay what I can tell you is that I love things that are slowed down okay I like things at a slow pace I like things where I am like being taught like a child in the faith especially things that appear easy on paper it's usually the hardest things to sort of put together and come to terms with so I 
with that being said, I really want to uh, sort of share, I guess, what that looked like um, and why it meant something to me and really everybody. So this this lady um, spoke about hearing the voice of God. Um, and I just remember, like, <laughs> I mean, when, when, when initially when I saw that, like, topic, I guess, on the screen, right? I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't know. I just, I've always almost had this, like, to be honest, I've always had this sort of uh, dread when I see that because it's something I've, I've longed for, but I always feel like I have to work towards or just it's never going to work for me or like God speaks to me in very low volumes and my expectations are so high and just always it's almost like a, an emotional roller coaster um, instead of this sort of practice that one has when they are in a relationship with somebody they get to know them then in and outs of a person and so I don't know I made it almost like this sort of marker of faithfulness when it's was something uh, um and not was but is something that is so deeply important and really comes out of a relationship so yeah more to come so spirit of the living god is what i'll be singing first and this is a song um, one that I've really enjoyed for, I don't know, the last year. I discovered it, like, on the, well, it's called Amen Worldwide now, but it's this collective, um, community of, well, it's like a, dis- I don't know how, how to say, it. they promote, um, Christian music, and so, like, I remember in high school, I discovered the Good Christian Music blog, and it was so cool because I was like, finally, something that's not just CCM, something that's like has, you know, different, it's just like a variety of different styles of music. And they do a great job of promoting and really just getting people who, you know, aren't necessarily in the radio out there to a broader community of young people, young Christians, um, yeah, so I just discovered the song uh, recently, but I couldn't, I, it was like, so I had the playlist on, I wasn't really paying attention, I just sometimes will have it on to study, or to, you know, just do work, or something, so I had it on, and I was like, oh my gosh, that song was beautiful, so beautiful, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and for like weeks, I, could, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I just remember the, the like, the intro like it's so beautiful um you know it's like this harp melody and it just sounds like literally when I heard I literally just it's like it takes you to this beautiful like rain I don't I don't know if it's like like heavenly it's so heavenly um you know you feel like you're just in the tropics in somewhere where there's music and peace and serenity and um you know, things are alive, like, oh, it's such a beautiful song, it's calming, and it's just, like, 
I just was like, I literally couldn't believe what I was hearing, and it was just beautiful. So I tried to track the song down, and I, I tried to remember some of the things that she says in the song, and I just, there was no luck for weeks and weeks, and I just kind of gave up. And then somehow I discovered it or rediscovered it, um, and I, yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful. So the lyrics themselves are so beautiful. She does an incredible job at writing things that um, are so true, obviously biblically true, and so connecting to who God is. Like it connects a listener, a human being with a spirit to Jesus, to God, to the spirit of God. Um, And... Obviously, the song does that well. That's that's the title, Spirit of the Living God. And so it just, there's such a beauty. There's such a beauty. There's a lot of, like, imagery. There's a lot of just connection. Um, I, I don't know how to, what more, <laughs> what else more to say. You should just check out her song because that's, that's where it's at. But I just wanted to cover it because I just, because I love it. So, oh, also, I, oh, <laughs> I went to the dentist this morning and actually a couple hours ago and my mouth just like within the last 20 minutes started to completely be unnumbed so I'm still my mouth is very sensitive um and so I don't know why I decided to do this today but I was like why not you know I don't want to just passively watch tv and binge watch tv I want to like do something that's good and that is singing about Jesus and reflecting on God's goodness and learning. All right, so here I go. So that's the starting note. D minor, that old good D minor. Living water soft in my heart in the places that I hide. You know what? Okay, I'm gonna like take it a little bit higher because that's a little low for me. But yeah, let me try, right? Here I go. Hold on a second. See that it can be transposed and ooh, let me try this one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, here we go. Ready, ready, okay. Living water soft in my heart in the places that I have. Spirit. 
Okay, so I'm like, I've not practiced any of these songs. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go to the next one. And that is, let's see. That is Born Again by Josh Garrels. And this song, I remember the first time I heard it, I think. Do I remember? Okay, let me not lie. I remember like... Seeing the lyrical video, or I guess the lyric, what is it, lyrical, lyric video on YouTube, and it was like an animated sort of, uh, cool, uh, just way of, like, translating the song into picture animated form, and it was, it's so beautiful, like, I think the, the pairing of the two, the visual and the odd, uh, <laughs> the visual and the auditory, I guess, I don't know, audio, yeah, visual and auditory. Auditory would be like the, 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 yeah. So visual and the auditory combined just really puts it into a completely different perspective. But just even the first time I heard the song, I was like, wow. I was like, whoa. It just, it just was like beautiful. It was so rich. And, you know, it's about the discovery of the gospel like somebody talking about their experience being lost being um lost in a way that's not just using the word lost <laughs> so it's always nice it's always nice to have language that isn't necessarily always in the christian world you know to be able to like articulate it like what does that mean that you were lost what does that mean that god redeemed you what does it mean so these big words whether that's theological, um, biblical, or, you know, just what we've incorporated into our, you know, everyday language as a Christian culture. Let's just even say in America. So, I love this song 
for just the it's very visual you can imagine all these things um paired with obviously the lyric video but just the simplicity and the you know it's it just mo- like you're like oh like it just you it just gets you you know it just gets you and it's it stops in your tracks and you can't you can't not think about it like you just think about what you've heard um and 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 I love that about a song that is isn't just like trying to pull at your heartstrings emotional songs there's a lot of emotional songs you know that we 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 go back to because it's nostalgic but this song is very powerful and the message of the gospel is very powerful and articulated in a language that isn't just a testimony that you might hear at church but it's like someone laying out their story bare and it's just incredible so anyway that's just what I wanted to share about the song and I just really really love it and I it's gonna be it's just in the back of my mind it's gonna be there for a long time so here goes okay just a second Nope, not the sound I want. Okay, that's too
This is the last song that I'll be singing for today, and it is by one of my favorite um, artists. Um, I actually heard, I think the first song that I've heard of hers was, uh, now I can't remember, and I know it is, I gotta look it up, okay, goodness, not goodness of God, I, there's just so many songs that have come out that sound exactly like, no, no, there isn't, no, there isn't, they don't sound like that, but the song, let me just get it, let's just get it, let me just get it, come on, it, it's here, come on, oh, now it just decides it doesn't want to, oh, okay, so one of Oh my god. Before I talk about why I love the song, I think I'm just gonna play it. <laughs> um, the song is called I Shall Not Want by Audrey Saad.
Now that I'm thinking about these songs, I just even love them even more. <laughs> um, I love them because these artists are so incredibly talented. They have a way of putting um, testimony in a way that is just, it's like liberating. It's, um, it makes you think. It makes you think beyond just like, oh, wow, that was a great song. That was beautiful. That was you, you know, it's all, all of these all of these people are incredibly talented. They they have incredible musicianship. You know, they use different elements of um, instruments like softness and loud. <laughs> I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but like when I just think about a song, you, you know, okay, like pop songs on the radio. There's like the guitar. There's the bass. There's like you know, whatever, but they kind of, like, it's, like, an artist, I just imagine them with, like, this huge canvas, and they're just, like, wow, 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 and it comes out beautiful, everything that they create is just beautiful, and they use a lot of instrumentation, 
And a lot of songs actually nowadays are starting to, and it's beautiful too. But what I love is that like when you listen to their songs and just like just even the ones that I mentioned and have I just sang um, have this way of like making you think, you know, it wasn't just like an emotional experience that like made me nostalgic for the song, but it's like a longing. It's like and, and so when I say that, I'm not just saying it pulls at your heartstrings, it makes you think it makes you think about life it makes you think about the story of god and how god has pulled us up or let me let me not say pulled us but invites us into his story i guess for some people it could feel like being pulled you know and the way that it, it being pulled into the embrace of a good father and for some people it could be like invitation so what i could say is that if i were to put these songs in like an order of a timeline um, the way that it, that I, the way that I see it in my head is that Born Again is first, and, uh, and then there's I Shall Not Want, and then there's Spirit of the Living God. So, just even, I'm gonna be super nerdy and, like, just even look at the lyrics. So, Born Again, okay, I have it up first. So, you know, Josh lays out this beautiful, like, kind of like, do, 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 it's like, I don't even know. It's like a special guitar. I don't know. Not a ukulele, but it's like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it like pulls you. Oh, a harp. That's what it is. Yes. So I, uh, <laughs> I will say, I noticed Born Again has a lot of like, uh, elements of harp and Spirit of the Living God kind of has that like harp elements and then I shall not want has a lot of like string instruments and piano um but all of these are just so beautiful and you can tell they took so much time to make these songs um but yeah so getting into I shall not want one of the reasons why I love it is because it starts out talks about like this it's like narrating like this is my life this is my testimony um I came into this world, right? Into the wild. So, like, wild. Like, into the wild, no place for a child. Like, that is the beginning, right? So, Adam and Eve, these, they've sinned. Um, you know, the curse of sin follows them now. Um, and follows the bloodline of future generations, which is humanity. And so, that is not a place for a child. You know, it's it's this place where there's danger, there's... There's death, there's destruction, and that's kind of the path that sin always leads, right? The wages of sin is death. That's kind of how it is. So no place for child. It's not a place for nurturing. It's a place, it's like surviving, but you don't, there's, it's like life is not full. It's, there's always a pain for something. And so, use my voice to howl with the ghouls of night, obviously, um, not obviously, but <laughs> I see that. And, like, I just used my, what I was doing was, like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> in the, you know, in the, it just, I just did things to do things because everybody was doing things. And and ended up being in a place where it was not life-giving. It was actually bringing a lot of chaos and darkness. Um, which, obviously, ghouls kind of represent, um... And had to learn to get what I need in the dark, empty instincts are guiding me like a beast to some blood. So it's like, you cannot help. So one, you had to learn to get what I, what you need as a human being. You just are like, well, you just got to fend for yourself. 
you've got to, it's like survival mode. You're, it's almost like you have, um, these, you're almost like an animal, you know, you just kind of are like trying, you have survival instincts, you, you know, you're trying to do survival of fittest, you're like, okay, I'm trying to survive this world. So you look out for you, right? He says, how to learn to get what I need in the dark empty. So I'm getting what I think I need. I'm getting what I think I need, but it's always in the dark. It's always in the empty places. Um, so it's like I'm trying to find something that will fill me in places that really can't do that and are not conducive to do that. But that's the lifestyle that I, I've chosen and have been bred in, you know, uh, brought into, right? Um, and then instincts are guiding you like a beast to some blood. It's like you cannot control yourself. You have no self-control. Everything is just kind of like you're wired for this almost like beast-like way of seeing the world. There's no like light and love. It's just survival. You get what you want. Everything is you're trying to feed the flesh. You're trying to feed yourself um, at a very baseline level. Um, and not feeding your soul. So everything is just, it's like instincts. You're trying to get you, you're trying to get your fill the way animals do. Um, through food, right? Um, but, uh, and then I'm losing control. My body, my soul slowly fading away. It's like, I, I'm no longer, it's like I'm losing my, the grip of myself. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm just, I'm almost like, I'm fading. I am wasting away. Um, so Paul, somewhere in his letters, talks about, you know, as people uh, that know Jesus and recognize who he is in our lives, we recognize Jesus as Lord and his lordship and his incredible, um, life-giving, the one who redeems us and redeems our soul, we don't need to one he talks about like we don't we don't mourn like other people do because we have hope and so even when we're wasting away at a you know let's say through in the body you're get, getting older things are you know slowing down or whatever not like you used to be when you were younger you are inwardly being renewed and so this is kind of the opposite of that where you're losing control of your body and your soul so it's not oh, your body, but your soul is being good. No, it's like everything is being lost. That's kind of the way that sin is. It just consumes everything, wants to consume it like a black hole um, into death, basically, right? Um, so you're losing yourself. You're, yeah. And then I'm my mother's child and my father's son. Um, yeah, it definitely alludes to just the fact that we're human beings. Um, and we have human nature. And our nature has become this, this only looking out for myself, living in a place where it's not conducive for life. It's conducive for death and the ways of death. Um, and so change needs to happen. And so he's kind of alluding to that. And to be born again means, you know, he'll talk about that. So then running scared between what I hate. So now it's like I'm ready for it, but I'm not ready for it, right? <laughs> like I'm ready for my time. So... He's like running scared. I'm like, shoot, like God is trying to get my attention. And the enemy's also trying to get my attention. So that could look like, you know, things are going well on a worldly setting. You're getting, you have all the things that you want. 
you know, people look at you, admire you. So that could be the enemy trying to get his attention. And then God is trying to get attention saying, hey, there's so much more. Or it could be the enemy is just trying to kill him, steal and destroy him the way that the devil works. Trying to take his soul. So whether that's, you know, I don't say positive. There's no positive of the devil's, whatever the devil's trying to do. He ain't trying to help you. It's always trying to backbite. It's trying to destroy you. And so sometimes it's a slow burn of destruction. And sometimes it's a quicker one, you know. Sometimes it's just a mirage of great things. And sometimes it's just bad. Bad road. Bad road, you can tell. Um, And so, but either way, God is trying to get his attention. And the devil, you know, he's he's being pulled. He feels like his heart and his mind and his soul is trying to, there's there's a dissonance and he's he's talking about this dissonance and he cannot can't keep going being double minded he's like i got to choose i got to choose and so he's like okay stumbled out into the light for however whoever in the way that he found god um or this person has found god i'm just saying he i'm not, i don't know he this person right son is a man male that's why i'm saying that Stumbled out into the light, raised my fist up to fight, then I catch her eye, so full of love. So it's like, I'm just kind of, it's like I'm drunk, right? I'm drunk, I'm angry, whatever it is that causes me to stumble into light, meaning I I took a chance on God, or I was angry and had a conversation and chose to have one, and God pulled me in, drew me in. Um, that's... It's like, I wanted to fight you. God, I wanted to fight you on something. I wanted to be angry and to talk about why I'm angry. But then he's like, I catch your eye. I'm like, I got a chance to take a glimpse of your eye and what you're about. And it's completely different. I came with my guards up. I came with my all my defenses. I, I, I came with, without really knowing you. And I never really knew how, what were you were like, who you were like, and, um, and, and, and then it's like, it's so, so the Peter moment, and, 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 and every, like, all the prophets, right, so, like, Ezekiel talks about, and, and Elijah, like, when they have visions of heaven, and they're like, oh, God, I'm so unclean, I'm, you know, Ezekiel, my gosh, Jeremiah talks about, like, he's a man of unclean lips, he's like, yo, like, Oh, like, I mean, he didn't say yo, but he's like, oh, <laughs> probably internally like, yo, oh, scratchy, scratch my head, oh, you know, my forehead and everything, like, where am I, oh. you know, you're, he, you know, he was just, 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 he was, he's like, okay, I'll take my position as prophet, I'll do what you want me to do, God, but, you know, he's probably conflicted, he's lonely, he's depressed, there's a lot of things running through his mind. He's still doing what he's supposed to be doing at that point. But it's like, he's like, whoa, like, shoot, I didn't even understand. <laughs> so it's like that with Peter where he, I mean, just initially like this incredible um, experience of like God literally like blowing his mind and doing, just blessing him. And, and you know, and he, it just, he didn't ask for it. He just. God, Jesus just blessed him. Um, and 
he's just like, Lord, I'm not even worthy. Like, <laughs> what? So it's like recognizing, starting to see the glimpse of God's glory. Um, and that's really what it is. And so he's like, has this conviction, like, God, who am I? Like, what am I doing in my life? So all these things he's seeing, you know, in hindsight, like, what was I up to? I was like an animal. I was completely in the dark, looking out for myself, um, living without really intention, living without a soul, to be honest, because my soul was almost like, did ritual things that everybody was doing. It wasn't thinking what is right, what is good. Um, and so there's that conviction that every person has, not just of like, what's right, what's wrong, because it's good and bad. It's because there's a clean, there's a holiness that God is, and we're like recognizing that as we see ourselves in the light of his glory um, as people who don't know him. Um, so it's like the entrance to knowing God. The song is like that. Um, and then I cry at your feet, wounded for me. So that is like, I recognize, wow, wow, who, who, who? There's no one like Jesus. And then all of this monsters and men. I don't, I, I cry at your feet, wounded for me, you know, all the monsters and men. So it's like, you know, the world is still happening. There's still things that are going on. But no matter what, and it's like it's like when you're torn between the way and the noise. And you're like, I want the way, but the noise is just keeping me from that. It's It makes you think twice about the right decision. It makes you think, it makes you recognize there's a cost to it. There's a cost to living a different way. And it's going to change everything. And, and, and it's just like, it's reality. Um, so that's, there's that reality he's talking about. And then here in your light, we can begin again. So there's a chorus aspect. He's inviting not just themselves as a person, but everyone. Because everyone is dealing with this. Um, what everyone has dealt with this disparity um, and really de- deprivation of the spirit. Yeah, poor in spirit, everybody's felt that and will feel that because that's, we're depraved without God. Um, and it's just, yeah, I just, it, it, it's like, I'm human, but I'm not going to be, yes, I was born as a human. Yes, I was, you know, created and, but like, yes, I had a past and I, I was kind of doomed, you know, the way that, that, that the curse kind of just continues, it tries to, uh, duplicate itself in various ways into destruction to all these things but it is my time to be born again so I don't need to live that life anymore I I'm stepping into a new life and so that is the the gospel um that was just one song oh my god it's crazy wow okay that was just one song (laughs) all right so the next song I will be interpreting, no, um, talking about this, I'm going to try to make this, like, real brief, and not necessarily talk step by step, um, I'll just kind of talk about why I really enjoy the song, this definitely, I Shall Not Want would be, like, the next one, um, and then Spirit of the Living God is, like, the last one, so, so, I Shall Not Want, I picture as a person 
who is recently recognized who Jesus is and um, just how incredible it is. But then <laughs> there's always that sense of like, shoot, what, not shoot, but like, you recognize that there's a heaviness. There's a weight. Jesus talks about um, his way, basically the way that he, as a leader, he is our leader. He is our king. He leads with a light load. You know, the world will give you loads. They'll give you either you. It's kind of funny. It's ironic to me. You know, it's uh, you get various parts of the world, but there's parts of the world and, and when I say world, I just mean this system of sin. Let me just say system of a system in this life driven by sin and rituals and customs and culture. So it's this culture that the world system, okay, right? The sin system will offer that can look either very open and rigid I mean, either very open, seemingly open, seemingly inviting, and then there's a rigid that's very, tries to keep order. So you have these these extremes. One promises you freedom, expression, you make your choice, you promote, you, you are your own God, basically. Even if it's in a Christianized way, it's still that false gospel of, or just the way that it's a false sense of freedom. And then there's rigidity that that really builds upon the foundation of fear. And it will take those things. So it'll take, it will give you the illusion that when you follow these things, you will be kept from danger. And none of those things are really the thing. Um, and the, they're not the way of Christ. So it's so incredible. I think it's so beautiful how Jesus, like, marries the cross and new life. And we are supposed to follow him and recognize what that is. And there's a cost. I think to me, I've always just... It's just been so much I'm like god I don't I don't understand you know I'm trying to like wrap my head around this gravity of the cross and the way of following Christ it's it is it, it, I don't say burden but it's Jesus yeah so Jesus said my 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 yoke is easy and my burden is light um and th- to me that's comforting because that means that he doesn't he's not trying to burden us with with I don't even say rules. He's not trying to burden our souls to death the way that the enemy will do that. He will use empires, systems to grind us to dust before our time and or give us the illusion that we build we create our freedoms. We're so free, we don't need God. One. We are God two we create our own God and in our own life. And we need nothing. We're self-sustaining and we're not. So we buy into many, many kinds of lies. And um, so this song kind of just reminds me of the cost <laughs> of discipleship. 
Um, and so it's like an, it's past that entry point. And you're like, okay, now I see how things are. And at an emotional level, it does take a toll. The life of a Christian who desires to actually glorify God, um, you think a lot about things. You're not just like casually walking through life, laughing everything off. You're like, wow, there's a cost to living this way. I don't just live to please myself and to do what's easy and what pleases myself. It's hard. Um, and you kind of navigate that, obviously, by God's grace. Um, but it's just, I love how the song kind of um, allows a person to marinate on the, really on the, on, 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 on the things that seem scary, like I'm losing myself, I'm losing my freedom, right? Um, and, and, and reminds us of the shepherd, right? Because this comes from, like, I shall not want comes from the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so I always looked at it at first glance as like, I'm not going to want anything ever. But I'm always like, mm, I, I want things that, you know, I just want things. And that doesn't mean I don't have desires to do something. But it reminds me, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to lack. I'm not going to lack. Like, he will supply. And not just on a money level. It's like, I am being shepherded. Like, just to embrace that shepherd. Um, and, 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 and the worry is that I will lack and all these things. So these are all worries that she describes that are so, so real. Um, you know, love of my comfort, fear of having nothing, right? Life of worldly, so from the love of my own comfort, from a life of worldly passions, from the fear of having nothing. So these are all fears, these are all concerns, these are all ways that we don't want to go into. We want to go into the, 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 the right way, the, 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 um, like in Psalms 23 talks about lead me in the. Uh, oh, let me say this. <laughs> he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me beside the paths of righteousness for his namesake, right? So, leading me in the paths of righteousness is the way a shepherd is going to, good shepherd Jesus is going to lead me. So, it's like, God help me not love my own comfort and, you know, fear having nothing and you know always wanting this world this all whatever the world tempts me to do I don't want to be controlled by that desire and that temptation and the need to be understood being loved by people being afraid to be lonely and not having anybody these are all things that I've definitely you know thought about many 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 times when I taste your goodness, I shall not want. That's kind of the recurring thing is like, I shall not want my taste. When I know who you are, what else can compare to you? Um, and the fear of serving others. So this is, it's kind of like at the beginning where you're like, I just don't want to give up myself. And that means worldly passions, comfort, sense of sustenance. God will provide. And then there's the deeper, you know, when I'm really giving myself away, serving others, death or trial, humility, those are more like, whew, whew, 
yo, I'm stepping out there for real. But God is going to sustain me. I'm not going to want for anything. I'm not going to lack for anything. He's going to lead me through this life. And I love that. I love that it says that. When I taste your goodness. Oh, wow. When I know. Hey. What else? What else can compare? So, that's why I love that. Love that reminder. Thank you, Audrey. they can learn from myself I didn't have uh, um, a 
um, small sickness that I could learn from watch how my mother is bringing them up or rattling them down. The people who have brought me are really kind. They are really awesome. Yeah. I'm grateful. For me, um, I would say my mom plays a great um, part in teaching me how to raise uh, my baby the first time. And um, all through, she, she helped me raise all my kids. And um, she was one of the main as much as I had neighbors, you know, back in Africa, every child is everybody. So they come in and they help, help you, they teach you. But my mom was there going to the clinic, doing everything like any mom would. She was like the next mother to my child. And so she's the one who taught me how to do anything and everything about raising children. So, but although I did have many neighbors and friends that came in to help, but she was the most instrumental in everything that I did concerning my children, even to to pinch them. Yeah, she told me, yeah, it's good to pinch your babies if they're not yourself. Yeah, she taught me that too. Discipline is part of it. So yeah, um, I'd say my mom. They all live far apart, and I believe the church played a bigger role mm -hmm. in helping me raise up these kids. I remember a lady by the name of Linda being so instrumental, especially my son, Zach, and each moment she hold this little boy, and there's something she could do when you required. So he really mentored me in some ways on how to, to be a good mother in the church really the Sunday school and Sunday school teachers, they did a good job in Amen. Uh, that is already a foundation question because we talked about the church, we talked about the mom, your mom, your mother law, we talked about sister Collins coming to you. It sounds like uh, we are prepared for this foundation, this institution called the church and family and marriage to stand strong. So if you're watching us online, uh, just know one thing, if the foundations are shaken, what will the righteous do? Psalms 11, three. What the society right now, what's happening, they wanna take the foundation of marriage, maybe they wanna mess up the foundation of church. And what's gonna happen? The righteous will not even know where. They, they'll have to. We gotta, we gotta pray God for those foundations to stand still. Amen. 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 Yeah. So we 
go to go to this question of discernment. Hallelujah! I love discernment, uh, and uh, this word is share some God discernment moment in your life. I I I know sometimes people say, "Hey, I'll let my husband do the discernment." I'm looking at Isaac. Isaac, he did not know that the mama had two twins, and it's mama who discerned inside her. There are two nations inside of him. Have you ever had a discernment, discernment moment where you were like, oh my goodness, I can tell Jesus. I can. For me, I would say, um, I think God has blessed women with a, a sixth sense to give us maybe a sixth one. I don't know. That's, that's what they say. But they do have something extra, extra, um, which is a blessing. And it, I think it's because of the, the, the mothers sit more closer to their children than the fathers. And for me, I would say uh, there are very many, many times where God has has spoken to me concerning, especially my children. He's spoken to me even about my husband. Um, and he would tell me certain things which I do not want to wish to share right now. But yeah, for my children, yeah, there are so many things that I have and they have testified to me that it's very hard, mommy, to lie to. They say that many times, that it's very hard for me to lie to you because every time I lie, you always know. If I try, you do this, if I go here, you always tell me, so where, why, who, you know? Because for some reason, God has blessed me with that, and uh, and I honor him for that, and I'm so grateful. Um, I can say, um, maybe sometimes my children would go out, and they would come up with a funny story, and I would tell them, no, that's not what happened. This is uh, what happened, and they say, gosh, honey, you know. And so it's something that has been very, very common in my life. Um, just, and I believe every mother does have that, that you can really sense when your child is in the wrong place. You can sense within your spirit when your child is in the wrong company. 
And I believe when you, as a mother, when you're praying for your children, God in his mercy reveals certain things to you because you are the, care, the caretaker of your child at that moment. And so when you go down to pray and you ask God to watch over your children, he reveals to you certain things. And so it's a good thing to just spend time with God, especially concerning your children and mentioning them one by one, and also knowing even what their calling is, because mothers do also understand those things. So for me, I've, I've, I've had that, uh, especially when the children are going in the wrong direction, and I have many examples, which um, uh, I don't know when I'm very, they're gonna be very comfortable if I share them, because some of them are not very nice stories, but I can say this, that God did reveal to me certain things that I was able to tell them and they would say, how did you know? So um, it's a very common thing for me for God to tell me things. So at one point I, I can say that um, one of them was going the wrong direction and then one day as I was crying to God and telling God what to do, and I, I, the Lord gave me this verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I've shared it with Pastor Jeff many, many times. Because I can see my child is going the wrong direction. And the Lord, I told him, God, you know what? I'm not going to bother. After all, I raised this child. She's grown. She's, she knows. I've told her ABCD and she's not listening. So you know what? You are the shepherd. I give her to you now. You do the shepherding. Take care of her wherever you You're the one who has the rod and you're the one who has the staff. So handle it the way you want it. And since that time, uh, I have watched God giving me ideas um, or, or even showing me where my children are or what they're doing, what company they're keeping. And so it's something that I think every mother ought to do, to just allow God to be the lead and guide your children. So since then, I don't worry where my children are. I say, the shepherd is watching over his sheep. I'm one of them and they are one of them. So that is my comfort, and it's been just a nice journey with him. Amen. Oh, well, for me, uh, the discernment part, because this is Mother's Day, and we're talking about mothers. I've had many experiences in the spiritual things uh, as far as discernment is concerned. It's one of my main strengths, and I think in discernment. And um, in motherhood, I've not uh, had, I can't tell many experiences, but there's this one that got me really awakened. And I don't know whether it should be a discernment or existence or existence or what. I don't know, but you fill it the gap for yourself. Um, there's this one day I got so mad at Ethan because my son is called Ethan. Uh, he was doing some things and they really got me angry and I was really yelling and being angry at him. <laughs> and I was like, after doing all that and him, I'm like, wait a minute. What was I doing? Why did I do that? I was so mad. Why? Is that the right way? I think God brought me really back into who I was like, no. What about just asking him, loving him, why he did that for me? 
script a little bit since you already brought up the topic of discipline a bit. I'm gonna ask like here's one of the questions on this sheet. Um how do you discipline your children specifically in Christ and since Agnes mentioned we have like quite a variety of mothers here. Your kid is one years old, your kid is me and your kid your children are like adults and they're in their twenties. So how does discipline vary through disciplining in Christ and just disciplining through certain stages of your life? Well, um, discipline, I think it depends on where you are. Like here in America, totally different from discipline back in Africa. Uh, back in Africa, we know how to do some spanking, and not just some spanking, like Sarah spanking. So uh, we don't, and apparently my dad, he used to spank us, and he would say, I'm sorry, I'm not spanking you, but the sin in you so that you get it out of you. And so I think discipline varies from different countries, different um, uh, probably generations. Because today I see my daughter, they just tap their little babies. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but anyway, I just say, uh, I think in Africa we were taught a different way of discipline. But I think for me, as I've grown in as much as corporal punishment sometimes, it helps some. When you spank your child, it does help a lot, not really some, because they do understand. They always remember, because I do remember moments when my mom, when my dad, even my old teachers would, would discipline us somehow. They would say it's discipline. Uh, but to us, we thought it was child abuse. Um, uh, it's for, for me now, after growing in the things of God, I think 
we may have gone the wrong way or maybe we do go the wrong way sometimes because we just spend them and spend them and spend them but we don't speak to them. We, we forget to talk to them. I, I know my dad used to tell us that I'm not beating you, I'm beating off the same off of you, but he didn't understand them. And he should have elaborated. Maybe I would have understood better. But I think, uh, number one, even when you discipline your child, it's good to also bring them back to yourself and explain to them that it is this is the reason why and I would rather you do this this way because it helps you in your tomorrow you know, to become a better person. But um, it is not very common. That is not what people do. They just mash them and do whatever they want to do without explaining. And some of the time, because I know there were days my mom or my dad used to spank us for something I truly did do. It was honestly, mom, I did do it. Because she said, no, you didn't. You did. So I felt like I was cutting my heart that she doesn't believe me. So I think it's time to take, it's good to take time and listen with your child, explain to them, work with them, affirm them, so that they know that they can still come back to you. So for us, unfortunately, uh, for me being disciplined by my dad, I ended up, we all in our family, all of my siblings, we ended up uh, kind of like staying away from him. We see him coming, we take off. And that was not a good thing. My mom, on the other hand, would punish us, but at the end of the day, she knew how to warm us back to her herself. And she would bring us in, feed us, tell us stories, and we know mom is a safe place to be. And I think that is how we need to discipline our children. I didn't learn from my mother a good uh, example, so I typically almost raise my children in the same way, especially when we were back in Africa. And then when we came here, we are told you do not thank your children. And God, thank, thank God, because um, somehow the Lord has raised him himself. When I told him, take over, you are the shepherd. You did a good job and a much better job than I did. But I think um, I would say if we do it the God way, you know, God does discipline us. And we just need to follow his example. We can spank them. It's good. The Bible says don't spare the rod. It's okay to spank them especially when they are little, and they start to understand why. But uh, even as you spank them, bring them back to yourself. Affirm them that I still love you. I still know you. I still value you. You are mine. You are mine. I can never exchange you for any other. But many a times we tend to tell our children, why can't you be as disciplined as Sister Agnes's children? Can't you see? So, you know, the child feels like they are not worth. But you say, you tell them, I know you have this problem, but I still love you the way you are, and you're mine. And I know with God's help, you can live to overcome. And so that in itself is um, a, way, a better way of discipline, although I didn't follow it. I'm learning now. Amen. with our kids. I know we tried the spanking, but it didn't work. 
felt like the spanking made me worse. So for me, as a child growing up, evacuated yeah. spanking that was worse. So I was there around spanking. Because then had it come, it was more important to me to be spanking than to be spanked. Like after all, this is what I deserve. But when somebody comes and talks to me and says, hey, parents, this is what you did, this is not what you should be doing, I would step back and think about it and I would apologize and try to do the best of what I could do. And that's what I advocate for my kids. I know there are those moments when, well, we are not patient enough and we realize we've done something. But it's good to get the instructions. It's good to be trained. How to, how to live this life. It's good to be molded. And the best molding is the word of God. My only worry is that when are they gonna get old? I hope they don't get too old, <laughs> because this getting old, they'll not forget. I hope it's not something that they will get, they get too old. But God knows, and he's a good shepherd, as Sister Rachel has said, God knows how to shepherd us. He shepherds us, and he shepherds our kids. So I thank God because
And to me, that was a big, big thing because I, did, I didn't even consider how hard it is to be in the military. I didn't even consider the tough times that they face, that they go through. I didn't even think about it. All I was thinking is my baby will be somewhere secure. She will be watched by somebody every day, every night. I don't have to worry how late she feels. She's somewhere, you know? So that in itself was like, yes, a relief for me. But then she comes, the letters coming, oh, mom, this is hard, this is hard, pray for me, I don't think I can make it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't think it was gonna be hard for her. But I can say this was a big thing for me. At the end of the day, today, her sisters look upon her like their mom. They, she's like their second mom. And they don't do anything without consulting her. She was the one who I thought is going and getting lost, but God used that. Um, the military to bring her back and she helps me even raise the younger ones if they become a little uh, um, disciplined or a little uh, you know they can sometimes say, say some nasty things she straightens them out herself and to me that is a big thing and I thank God for that so I don't know um, that's my example I can say around 
and to make us more stronger and even more wiser, more better people, losing a job as a mother and to maybe a single mother uh, or uh, losing a loved one. It's not an easy thing at the moment, but when you open your eyes and your spiritual eyes and you look at the Word of God, read the Word of God, you will see that in all that, there's something that comes out. There's something, there's something that blooms. There's a goal that comes out of that um, mess. And there's a testimony that comes out of that test. So um, it's to encourage you that be strong at that moment and keep moving, keep forward, keep going forward. Take a step at a time each day and have friends who can encourage you. It's good to have friends. You, you don't lock yourself in, don't lock your emotions, release them, be true, you know. Talk to a friend, a good friend, not a friend who you tell, uh, you will talk to, and then you talk to somebody else and somebody else. Know your friend. That's why we, we, it's good to have the discernment. Know who your friend is, how your friends are, and who a good friend is that you can share your things. Uh, 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 there's a quote that says, a problem shared is a problem half solved. So, yeah. Children, Anna had no children. And 
she used to mock, she used to really uh, make her feel bad. And uh, the Anna, Anna, Anna went to the temple and cried to God. And even Eli is like, you're drunk. But that crying to God produced a prophet. So, have you ever been pushed until you're crying to God until something in you makes you get what you really needed in life? Somebody's just pushed you so hard. Somebody's just mocked you. Somebody belittled you. Somebody's showed you like you're absolutely nothing. And it pushes you to God until you get what you need. In a minute or two. I think, I think every, every person, not only just women, every person does get that moment whereby there's someone who is not necessarily, not really on your side. Um, this person may not necessarily be um, your best, they don't have your, yeah, they don't really appreciate you or don't think good about you. But I know in every situation, God makes a way. And I would say to every person out there, that pray that even God gives you a penina. Because without a penina, uh, you may not actually get that which God has in store for you. A penina causes you to travail, causes you not to rest, causes you to say, no, I need, I have to, I've got to seek this God. So don't pray out your penina. In fact, if you don't have one, allow God to bring one your way. And I know this is funny, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense, but a penina will always help you seek God more. You will be closer to God with a penina than with just every friend out there. Because you have a dream, or like Hannah needed, she wanted children, and penina would talk to her in a way that would cause her, make her feel like she's not of any worth. And even worse still, her husband says, am I not better than 10 sons? Yet he himself went ahead and married another woman, which means he wasn't really honest with her. So at the end of the day, it was what she was going through that caused her to go into the temple year by year and pray. So for me, I have had many penines, and I thank God for them. In fact, sometimes I say, Lord, let them live longer for them to see what you have done. And so, um, it is, it, is not a, it is not a curse to have a penina. If anything, it's a blessing. It brings you closer to God. That's what I would say in Jesus' name.
going to stand up here because of time, and we're going to take to do one thing. Uh, you, you must have been watching, and uh, this is a good experience. I thank God for these wonderful moms, uh, and my daughter, Abby, a color mom, and uh, also mom Wallace there, everybody here, and everybody mom watching here. We got, we, there's some people who uh, maybe your mom, your mom passed on, and uh, you are, you feel like uh, that's, you feel like, well, God, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it feels painful. Feels, uh, it feels void. Uh, uh, tonight, we're going to do a short prayer, and uh, believe me, it is well. Oh, that song, that song, that victory. That song, we're going to sing it a little bit. Then Pastor Rachel will pray for shalom, peace, the wellness of God in you. Give your mom already in glory, but she's in, a, she's in a better place. But still, you miss mama. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to pray with you. So I'll ask my wife to lead us in that song. It is well with my soul. Pastor Rachel, you're going to pray for shalom, peace of God for those ones. Very brief because we are over time. And after that, we we say the grace and we die.
God, I am one of them and I know what it means to lose a mom. Because mothers are nurturers. They nurture their children. And it doesn't matter how old they become. Losing them or them going, coming back to you, Lord, we feel the loss. We feel the pain, the ache continues even after so many years that you still long for your mother. And so, Father, we pray for those who have lost their mothers tonight. Some of them are a little bit older. Others are so tiny. Others are even hours old. And they have lost their mothers, Father. But we thank you because, God, you are there for us, O oh Lord. You fill in the gap where our mothers have taken off, and God, we do not see them anymore. You create a way, Father God, that we feel the mother's love within us, and we still continue to move on. And so, Lord, there are others who have not been able to embrace that loss, and they are still struggling, O oh God, because of the missing of their mom. How I pray tonight that God, you will heal, O oh God, that heart. That soul, O oh Lord, will be content and they will say, it is well with my soul. Though I do not have my mother with me, yet it is well because the Lord is with me. He is making things well for me. He is perfecting that which concerns me. That though I do not have a mother, yet he has an alternative. And he brings in a mother who is going to raise me to be just like my mother did. And so, Father, I pray for those women, those mothers, those fathers, those brothers or sisters that are still missing the one woman that matters to them most. Father, I pray that you may heal them. And God, I also remember that there are other uh, children who know that their mothers are alive, but they are not in with them. They are somewhere, somewhere, but they cannot see them. They are still looking for their biological mothers. There are some that were given up for adoption and they are yearning to see their mothers. They are longing to feel the mother's love, the mother's touch. How I pray that God, you will also meet them at their points of need. There are others, oh Father God, who are mothers and they have lost their children to the world. And they are crying and they are crying and saying, when will my child come back home? Father God, you take care of those children. Be the shepherd of those children wherever they are, oh God. And in one of these times, in the fullness of time, my God, bring them back, oh God, to their mother. So that this mother will rest. She will be at peace when they see their children. Father, we give you praise because you understand. Because you are the father that stood at the door, at the gate, watching for the prodigal to come back home. And when you saw him, you ran, you kissed him, you kissed him, you did not care how smelly he was. You loved on him. It is the same with us as mothers. When we hear our children are out there, they are lost somewhere. Father, we cringe in, anguish, in pain and in anguish, oh Lord, longing to see our babies, oh Father God. And Father, we pray that, Lord, you will bring those children back to our mothers, to these mothers, oh God. And others, oh Father God, have lost their children, and they have lost them in death, Father God. And they cry day by day. When they remember their little baby, when they remember their son, their daughter, Father, I pray that, God, you will console them and comfort them, oh God. That you will teach them, oh God, that there is something good awaiting. David said that I cannot go, but one day, that he cannot come back to me, but one day I will go to him. 
So I pray for a reassurance that those children are in your safe hands. And those mothers, those parents, will look forward to saying, one day I will see my child once again. And when they know that the comfort of just that one word will settle in their spirits and they will find healing. I thank you because God, you are meeting every one of these needs, oh Lord. We thank you for every mother tonight. I pray the Lord, none of them will be lacking anything. If there be one that is suffering for one reason or another, how I pray that God, you will be there to comfort, to heal, to restore, to, 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 to cause them to my Father God to stand up once again. If there be one with a penina that is haunting them day by day, Lord, may it be a reason that they stay on their knees until something happens. Because God, you have something better for them, oh God. And I thank you for all those penina that are out there. Continue, Lord, to, uh, to help them, oh Father God, not only just to be a, a stumbling block, oh God, but also to become a solution to those that they are hurting, oh Father God. I pray, my Father, for every mother right now. May you meet them on their knees. May you cause them, oh Lord, to rejoice today. May you embrace them with a father's love, oh God. My Father, I thank you for every mother who has a, 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 a taken care of one child that does not come from above. That one love she has for those children, fostering foster children or adopted children, oh God, that she did not bear, my Father God. We bless them in the name of Jesus that you have given them a heart to serve, to serve you by raising these children. Continue to bless them in Jesus' name. We thank you for all those children and all those mothers. And we remember all the fathers. Because without the fathers, we would not have children. So we bless these fathers and we say may they be blessed in everything that they do, even in the work of their hands. May they be blessed from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet. And may they stand with their wives, when they stand with their own mothers too, when they stand with their children, so that this world become a better place. We give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Good job. Good job. Table talk. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing your experience. The word of God. Alright, today, I'm so thankful for this Monday. I really pray that, more than anything, um, that when I read the Bible, um, 
I wouldn't just learn a bunch of facts. I wouldn't just take in a lot of information, um, which I've always thought is important. I mean, it's great to know verses and, you know, things to have, like, as a repertoire of just not, not, not to look good, but to, like, have use, make use to encourage myself, to encourage somebody else in the Lord, um, to use this, this spiritual warfare, uh, you know, weapons of our warfare kind of thing. Um, and I think I've just been reminded by many sort of people that the Bible is not about me. The Bible is about God. And it's the story of God. And if I, I, just, I pray my heart. I pray my heart would be willing to just listen um, and that everything that seems so big, like, for example, I've never done this before. I, I, okay, so, like, I started out this thing called the Bible Recap, and that's basically, uh, it's, it's, uh, okay, so, I mean, so I found out about Bible Recap, which is the podcast that I'm talking about, that's what it's named, it's by D Group, which is, like, a ministry of discipleship, um, led by Tara Lee Cobble, um, and essentially, it's kind of, like, little snippets of Bible reading, so there's, like, a specific plan that she'll use, generally chronological, um, and you just follow along, and she has, she summarizes, uh, the day's reading, and she also kind of talks about certain things about, you know, context that is very helpful, so I've really enjoyed it, um, but I definitely took a break in reading, because I just was like, I don't know, there's a lot of things going on in my mind, I just was tired of reading, um, because I kind of missed so much, I just was like, you know, you just kind of lose that momentum, um, and then I got a new Bible recently, and then I started this, like, workbook, so it was like, oh, I can't because I'm still blah, 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 so excuse, and for whatever reason, I just didn't read the Bible for a long time, and then I've just found myself a little bit more, I just want to recognize, you know, I I, I don't want to say I fasted, I wasn't really (laughs) trying to fast in the way that, you know, like one does, like, okay, I'm fasting, I just was like, okay, let me not watch TV for a little bit, you know, and so I would just spend more time doing other things, um, and the, the, the times I generally will watch TV, it's something encouraging, or faith building, or kind of just like, almost like kid-like, so yesterday I watched Aquamarine, because I was like, I, I just want to enjoy <laughs> a movie, and I knew I would totally enjoy that movie, and it was just, it's giddy time for me. So, the main thing here is is not really I'm, I'm inviting anybody to a challenge. I'm inviting myself to just continue. So, um, <laughs> I watched this this YouTube video actually, and I think that's really what kind of prompted my made me excited to uh, you know start thinking about Bible reading. Actually, it was like this um, CBN interview of this actor who, like, was 
an actor in a pretty prominent like TV show, like a teen drama, very successful franchise. Um, and he like loved Jesus, and he like he was just talking about it, and he was like, "Yo, like I was like in a rough place, and you know, I and God showed up for me, and basically." I just was like, you know what? Like, I'm all in. If I'm all in, I'm all in. Because there's no point in life if I'm just living the way I'm living. There's, you know, those things that you just recognize. You're just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? And so I think he said he was like, spent 30 days reading the whole Bible. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, I don't know if I could do that myself. Um, but. I did find, so, um, the new Bible that I got is CSB, I believe that's a version, um, and it had, actually, I had, so from that video, I was inspired, I read kind of some of his, um, his really cool, uh, like, teaching, whatever, videos, that guy, that, that, that were sharing his testimony, and they're so, like, it's just so fun, I'm just like, wow, look at God do something incredible, and, and somebody in the industry, and just completely, because you, you recognize, like, all those, all those titles and roles are, like, useless at the end of the day, you know, um, because they don't cover you in the way that God covers you and has created you because you realize you are human like the rest of us and all along you've been human all of us are human and no matter what we wear at you know going outside and to, to cover ourselves in safety literally the only covering we have is in Jesus and so um but yeah so my I don't really say it's a challenge I don't want to do anything this I just all these words I've always used and it's just I'm not trying to hide myself to do anything I just want to read the Bible a little bit more quicklier because I've definitely like I'm pretty sure 38 days I just didn't read anything um on at least on in my plan I've read like you know other things but not the way that I had been so I was like you know what let me kind of expedite that process a little bit more and maybe I'll maybe I'll you know it's not about because before I think I was thinking so much about okay the details but I'm like I've really never read the bible enough to even I you know like I think the the main thing for me is to understand the story of God in a current in you know in, in a more understandable uh fluid sort of way where sometimes when I read the Bible, it's kind of picking apart and it's never like a complete thing. So I wanted to do something that was more complete, and that's why I'm I'm doing this. Um, so I'm thankful, and I'm just really wanting to start something that's going to just help build um, my faith and just my even my endurance level of of reading too. And so. Um, I really don't have a plan except for, um, I found this Bible 90 Days app, um, that kind of started out coinciding with the CSB Bible 90 Day, like, reading plan where you check it off. This one, it's more digital, it's, like, on the Bible app, um, or the version app, 
so it has this so i have both this just to check it off this is why i'm checking off because i'm doing it more digital than just paper and then the other one you know the one that tara the bible recap podcast is also in this plan so the plan itself is basically we'll give you like an intro video of uh, a bible book that's the bible project on youtube you watch that and you kind of come back to you kind of know what to expect for the reading then you um then you you know you will pray and she has a prayer you know that's kind of like a great sort of all-purpose prayer for when you read the bible um and then you kind of dive in deep and 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 and, and take the reading for the day and then she helps you recap it so it's like you <laughs> they're all sort of supplementary you know one you know like having an intro having context with this um youtube uh bible project like video was very helpful that one's great for note taking as well and then um you know you get into that so after that you actually start to read and then you read the bible um, and then, you know, she kind of sums it up. So it's, it's beautiful. I think it's helpful. It helps. It's helpful um, to reinforce a lot of things that, you know, when we just kind of read it without any knowledge or context, we might miss. So very, very cool, very helpful. So that's what I'm really trying to just use that, just to listen um, and to see what God can teach me and what I can learn and, and just to, ex- to be expectant as a reader thing too is a pretty big thing so yeah so yesterday i read up to basically um from deborah so chapter three um chapter four of judges and five of judges so basically the story of deborah and how she judged so it's been really really cool So, um, my, I'm not trying to, like, do more than, like, what I've been given here, but, um, yeah, I'm just kind of recapping. <laughs> I'm not trying to take the place of Bible recap, but I'm just recapping what I got from that. Um, essentially, um, Judges is a book about civil military leaders civil and military leaders so they do a lot of things you know they create law or enact law let me say and they command armies so this is the leadership in israel so this is before like kings um this is kind of where god is leading the people so it's so it's more so you know how like moses was leading the people from egypt into this promised land so they're you know he's the main leader he's the main guy and he's the main prophet he's telling people what god is saying and speaking to god face to face as as face to face as a person can um and then this branches out to his uh i don't know you could call him a spiritual son somebody who like apprenticed under him his name was joshua um and so joshua you know, took that mantle and led the people, continued to lead the people into 
So not just so into the promised land because Moses couldn't go exactly to the promised land. Um, but he so Caleb. So it's like from this place to this. So it's like a journey. So Moses from Egypt to the promised land. He couldn't technically step into the promised land. So Caleb took that mantle, led the people across the Jordan into the promised land. And, but the promised land was also conquest. And so, you know, he's he's helping that. He's helping execute what God is telling them to do. So a lot of it is going into Canaanite land. So people who worship other gods um, of that land that God is telling them that that is their land, the Israel's land now. Um, and so they were told to drive these people out and tear down their altars, right? So to say, hey, no longer your place, and to tear down their altars. And so what happened, um, initially, you know, they, 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 through Caleb's leadership, they did what was expected of them. Um, but then they started to take shortcuts, um, later on and, you know, God said, hey, drive these people out and tear down their altars. They didn't, they started not to do that. They they started to, um, you know, let the people kind of just live in the land. Um, even if it wasn't like all the Canaanites, it was like a pretty, like pockets of them. You know, they didn't try. They just, they, they had their own plan and they thought that was sufficient. But God is trying to warn these people that, hey, you will for, fall into idolatry because of the Canaanites, because of their the way that they worship. Um, and so that's the consequence is that Canaan would be like a thorn in their flesh and the falling of idolatry. And so, you know, we can tell obviously that the Israelite people have unresolved heart issue. So there's a lot of like throughout judges. Um, and obviously we've seen in the story already that there's like, okay, you know, God is telling them to do something. He's going to lead them to a place of blessing. And then they start out great. And then, you know, whether that's generations kind of pass and then forget what the previous generation, like they, they didn't understand the intensity of that promise. And they're kind of just are born into whatever. And they don't have that reverent understanding of God's commands being, you know, something that's not like somebody else's uh, advice. It's not just advice. It's like something that actually will bear fruit immediately because that's the creator. He can do anything. So, you know, it becomes a cyclical thing where Israel will listen and then something will happen and they won't listen because of either poor leadership um, from whomever is leading at that time and just the fact that they have an unresolved heart issue uh, because of the nature of sinful person. It just it just creeps up on them, and so every avenue of repentance is pretty short lived. So basically, you know, people the Israelite people begin to worship Canaanite gods, um, and you know, God has warned them many times um, that they will be plundered and be conquered and fall into idolatry. I mean, because of their falling into idolatry, that's what's going to happen. They're going to be conquered, um, and so. You know, we see how uh, essentially, like, they will um, become almost like servants to this people that they're supposed to conquer. 
Um, so God, you know, he's try he he's he he's doing the most. He's raising up leaders to bring these people back to a right way of covenant life. Um, but we see how Israel rejects the, these leaders. And so these leaders are called judges, right? And so they're trying to implement civil um enact civil law and you know so everything is covered you know as they are conquesting obviously they need an army leadership of army and and just as they live covenant living they need both so they need civic and military leaders so often it would be one person um in in a case with deborah uh it kind of was she 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 was both, but also she had uh, somebody named Barack who, like, would ex- execute the military commands and was, like, high in position. Um, so it was pretty cool. It was actually really cool to see that partnership. As all the other judges, since I don't think that was kind of highlighted, that sense of partnership. Um, and so they, she was victorious, and, you know, because of her leadership, there was a lot of peace that occurred afterwards. Um so anyway, essentially, God is faithful to the covenant, um, and His patience and love for the Israelites is evident. Obviously, they, He gives them chances all the time, because um, they cry out and they're like, "Oh God, we didn't know what were we thinking." And then there's also just that element of like, you know, these people, the people that were like faithful, the children aren't faithful, and so those children didn't learn. And so they're just doing their things their way, not really understand the magnitude and, and sort of the, the how serious and um, important it is to recognize who God is, who like, God really is. Um, because they feel, they might feel far removed from like the miracles that they saw in the promised land or whatever. But it is important Um so, yeah, that's kind of Judges 1 and 2. And, yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. I mean, I wouldn't say Judges 1 and 2. I would say that's Judges, the, the early chapters. So I've already discussed about Deborah. I won't go really deep into Othniel and Ehud um, and Shamgar. But Deborah, I just remember hers was... Probably, I mean, because she was a woman, I think, and the fact that literally, um, few, few times of, to see, you know, women, not just women, you know, doing incredible things of faith, but just, like, in this level of leadership, that she was literally overseeing the people of Israel, and she was victorious, um, and she just was brilliant, she was brilliant, she discerned, she was down to earth and she was also very powerful and so it was just really cool to see i think one of my probably one of my favorite things it was definitely something i i, I realized i'd never read about obviously in <laughs> the part where Giles was she was like okay she kind of ambushed this guy this this military guy that fled against uh away from the israelite people you know and so instead of giving a place of refuge which he thought he was going to get with some soup and order milk. That's what it was. Or cheese, I don't know. Um, basically, you know, he's going to be... Quen- his thirst will be quenched. Um, but she's like, okay. And then when he's fast asleep, she like drills 
Okay, maybe she. Yeah, I would say drill. Even though it was nail, so you will take a hammer and a big boy nail, a tent nail, a huge nail, and like hit his temple. Like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. I was like, what am I reading right now? <laughs> so that's where I'm at, and I'm just gonna continue. Um, and that's yeah, that's 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 kind of where I'm at and I just want to read and you know hey if I come come upon things that are helpful for me um I will just share them all right so um I don't know today is 93 degrees outside and I'm actually um inside currently and for most of the day have been inside <laughs> And I just been feeling kind of restless because I'm like, it's cold. It was cold. It was like 70 degrees. So I got myself a sweater in the house. And I just want to like do something fun. I, I was trying to figure out this something, edit a video for church and it like didn't work. So like two hours wasted. Uh, I think that that was kind of when I was like, ugh. You're like, nothing happened. Um, and so... You know, then I was listening to one of my mini songs that I recorded through BandLab. <laughs> and it's kind of like a good, like, I remember writing it and it just, like, hearing it, it just, like, sounds so, like, angsty and, like, trying to be whatever. Like, you know, when you're a teenager and you just, like, want to be cool and that kind of just what the song felt like and especially at the intro. Um, and like the verse and then I start to listen to the words sometimes I like write something and I literally is like I'm so removed from it or just like I I write it you know <laughs> my writing sessions are usually like one time like half of the song is generally done in one sitting and so I so just like thinking about that I don't know where I was and like how I wrote that song. Um, I wish I would I would be able to like do little notes because there's so many songs where I'm like, what was I thinking? Because this is one of those songs to me. I think now that I look at the words instead of just like lyrical, I mean, instead of the music and my voice and like the little tremolo kind of sound that I have, um, I was thinking about, you know, the actual words um and it goes i totally tried and it totally bet <laughs> this isn't this life though i totally tried and it totally backfired and now i'm getting over the wincing pain of sheer embarrassment that's kind of like the first verse right i totally tried and it totally backfired now i'm getting over the wincing pain of sheer embarrassment but time will see me through, actually, no, it's really you telling me. And then, da 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 da. So, um, I listened to the lyrics and I was like, oh my gosh. I recognize that. So, I was on my way to get my car checked by my local mechanic. I had some time to listen. And I kind of like giggled and I kind of like, had like happy tears in my eyes and like just 
just like oh wow like sometimes I don't think I know things I think about things I just sometimes I feel like my mind kind of just like cruises through life and and so the song is a reminder that like I do think about stuff um especially I used to think about stuff way too much but um these days I kind of just like don't try to I, I think I try not to think about things as much um but I'm reminded that like I guess I do and the song is a product of that because in the beginning I'm like I totally tried and it totally back you know it totally backfired and I'm getting over that like like just man like that sucked you know like when you miss when you miss a shot or you miss an opportunity or you miss you know it just doesn't go the way you want and you, it's just that like ugh, you feel like you're sinking into the ground and 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 you know and physically sometimes we feel like there's like something in our belly that just feels so restless and unhappy and sinking feeling in our tummy too um and it's not fun and right now i'm start i'm feeling that restlessness and i just need to just be like yo cease restlessness cease in jesus name um because really my life cannot be a series of actions and i have trained my body and my mind to think that's what it is is a series of actions a series of do's on my do to-do list um completing it and feeling good because i mean that means i'm competent that means i'm valuable and successful and um worthy of somebody's time or um smart you know all these things which are great it's good okay but like not really like it's it's like good but like mm, till it's not good so um i just came with like kind of just this lingering feeling of like i want to talk about that i want to talk about this song um and just to remind myself like because sometimes i get in this headspace where i'm like oh my gosh i'm 24 like i look at you know some some artists that i really like aka <laughs> some like worship artists that i enjoy or just people that you know i enjoy their music and they're sort of young you know um like worship people or people with <laughs> i'm trying not to name drop but i'm like what i don't i don't know how to how else to explain it but currently and slash lately i've been listening to a lot of jonathan i don't know how to say his last name odgen 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 again odgen okay that's 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 how i'm gonna almost say it jonathan odgen um and you know and like his basically older version in the future <laughs> John Thurlow worship stuff and you know a couple other people Lucy Grimble and how do you like some UK people and um Laura Hackett Park she got married no more Laura Hackett it's Laura Hackett Park um I don't know so anyway these people are brilliant they are creative um, of course, like, Jonathan Odgen is obviously, he's similar to my age, so I think I, I am, like, oh, like, just, like, he's very visual in, like, his videos, um, you know, as far as designing and all that stuff, and nature, and just, you know, just being able to, like, capture some of the things, I'm sure, um, that, Pearl Bat, like, 
how beautiful God is and such and such and such and such, which is, I should say such and such and such, like rolling my eyes. Um, no, um, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to like not, I'm trying to reel it in because sometimes I will, I'm like, ooh, from there I can talk about how, yes. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I'm just feeling, I feel like I've had just, I'm just like, just mm, like mm, so sweet I just love to see people um, being able to like create and you know it making an impact because I can see it in myself and just being able to say hey instead of like watching mindless hours of TV or doing something mindlessly I can pop in a worship set and it doesn't it's not like I'm a better Christian I'm a better person today because I chose this but you know I can say God I try <laughs> you know when it was when it was hard for me when I felt weak um, I said hey I with with my energy um, and perhaps at this specific point we feel like we don't have a lot of physical energy as I on <laughs> um, but there's that like element of will right we have this ability to choose to make a decision um you know healthily hopefully on inshallah um by the grace of god is what i mean um not god willing but by the grace of god um we are able to make these choices and sometimes you can feel yourself like trying to open this envelope and you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something else besides envelope. But <laughs> it's like when you're you're like, okay, I'll just do it, and you're like, no, 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 don't like do what you know is good for you, not just what you know it, you want. And so I have to distinguish what is good for me and what I want. And so what is good for me is not mindlessly watching TV or mindlessly doing things. Um, what is good for me is to rest, and what is good for me is to, uh, read the Bible, and with, with, with freedom, um, do things as freedom, not with obligation, and freedom, my, sometimes that freedom does feel like discipline, but it is freedom, and is not obligation, and so, I guess in that point where I'm like, uh, I can feel myself like, uh, I could just sit down, you know, usually it's exhaustion or just, you're just like, oh, I just am tired of thinking about a specific thing. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what I'm saying is I'm not turning on worship sets so that I can be magical and so that I can be like, wow, I feel so much better. Um, but I'm, I'm choosing, my body is choosing something it's sending a message to me uh i guess my my the mechanism of choosing to go and sit and listen to uh the word of god and to listen to someone sing to listen to someone play with the intention of giving god honor through a medium uh, called music um it comes in my ears um i'm hearing it you know, it, it probes at my imagination. It probes at things that I, you know, that, that are my affection, which is what entertainment does. Um, so I think 
there has to be a element of worship and entertainment and there you know in whatever i think just literally medium art there's a level element of worship and and so it's what i say is that every time i make a decision it has to be worship music every time i'm singing i have to be aware of i am making a decision and it has an impact and i can't run away from that and so um i'm tired now i don't want to keep talking about this but i just wanted to say like Thank you, God. Thank you, myself, for not just doing the easy thing today, um, but doing the thing that I'm thankful for, and um, and thankful to myself for choosing to. Uh, okay, so this this is kind of what made me giddy and like want to cry, happy tears, and just like geek out. Um, on the song is really just like the beginning part is like I totally tried and it totally backfired and I'm getting over the wincing pain of sheer embarrassment so that I'm, I'm focusing on myself which is often what I do right everybody does and then towards the end of the song I'm like talking about God I'm talking about how what like it switches actually pretty quickly after so I repeat that verse Wincing pain of sheer But but time will see me through, right? That's what people will tell you. You know, just time this too shall pass. It's not in the Bible. Um and I know, I I'm not trying to say it. I actually like that because it just reminds me that yes, it's not gonna stay here forever. Um but just like that sense of like time will you know, kind of like Things that euphemisms people will say, things that you know are supposed to help, encourage, some sort of like advice. Um, but time won't see me through. Just because I live time doesn't mean I'm gonna be better, or I'm gonna. I, to be honest, sometimes we say that, but like really and honestly, it has to be God's grace through time. Um, he uses time as a development tool, um, but time itself doesn't mean. There's no guarantee with time. So anyway, so time will see me through, right? Oh, time will see me through. That kind of just like nice little a blanket over my problem sort of thing. And then I'm, and then it kind of gets me to a point of like, but time will see me through. So I, so basically the beginning of the song is saying, whoa, I messed up. It didn't go my way. It backfired. This sucks. And then I say, okay, try to, I try to give myself some advice to try to encourage myself to like, yo, it's going to be, it's going to be fine, you know, over time, right? I'm going to get it. And then I'm like, mm, I've seen uh, moments in my life where <laughs> it's not about time, but it's about God and God using time to develop me and his hand to develop me in time and through time. And then I start to get inspired. It's almost like a spark of like, aha, uh -huh. it's not time that will see me through. Actually, no, it's really you telling me that you will walk me to my destiny hand in hand. Um, and so it's like, it shifts my perspective from this moment right now that sucks 
to destiny and like purpose and there's movement. I'm not just sitting down. Right now, perhaps I am in a pit. Perhaps I'm in a place where I've hurt myself and it sucks. And I just feel the pain of like, this is failure, right? It's almost like a taste of failure. And, um, right? The moment is failure. And the perspective isn't failure. Is destiny, hand in hand, destiny with God. What? Like, that is a completely different perspective and position in life. And, um, yeah, totally tried and totally backfired. I'm getting, now I'm getting over the wincing pain of sheer embarrassment. Time will see me through. Actually, no, it's really you telling me that you walk with me hand in hand towards my destiny. I mean, it's not exactly that, but something close to that. Um, and then it describes God as like, oh, he's actually the reason for the universe. He's a source of everything. He's, he's the one, you know, it sort of alludes to that verse which says, you know, he, I think in Colossians, where it talks about God sets boundaries in different lands, and then it talks about how God makes things move and breathe and have being, um, I think it's funny because it, I think what also tickled me <laughs> is that it kind of reminds me of biology class when we're talking about, oh, what are the characteristics of life? You know, reproduction, movement, um, what else? There's something else. But like those sort of the ways, you know, whoever the writer is, is writing this, you know, move, uh, shoot, I got, I got to look that up because um, it's, it's just, I just gotta look it up. Move and have our being.
life is so funny. Oh, oh, shoot. I didn't know I was recording this whole time. That's so funny. Okay, so um, in Acts 17, verses 26, it says that, For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. So this is basically, uh, it's, it's, it's in a time where Paul is talking to the Athenians, okay? Um, I'm, I believe that's what he's, you know, he's talking to the people group, the, the, the nation or wherever he's at. Those are the individuals that he's talking about. See, these are learned people, people who are, you know, at the time they're into like Greek philosophy, you know, and they're into philosophy and they're Greek, right? So they have a very particular way of thinking about life and they're obsessed with wisdom and trying to search, um, you know, human wisdom and um, accumulating a lot of things, um, yeah, so these are, like, poets, they're philosophers, but he calls them poets, but we know what he's talking about, right, Socrates, Plato, uh, Aristotle, kind of people, um, Gnostics, and people who are scholars and study f thinking about things and how that will change the way that society works, uh, moral compass, and that, those things, values, and and how that applies to your actual life. So, you know, they have school of discipleship. Basically, that's kind of what it is. Um, Proteges and things like that. How Aristotle and... Um, sorry, like how that whole... Like, there's a lot of people, you know, that are connected and... Yes. Uh, but yeah, basically... Paul is talking to these people who are learned, they're obsessed with trying to gain wisdom, and so he actually utilizes this moment to kind of connect with them and say, hey, just like your poets have said, right, we, this unknown God, right, that you have a monument of, is actually the one who created everything. Um, and by that, um, I, I'm saying we live and move and have our being, like, we exist, we, we navigate through the world, we, we are breathing right now, um, because we're from him, you know, and so we're from him, we're from the, a creator, the unknown God, and so it's really cool, and so, um, yeah, I don't know, that verse, so what I'm saying is, um, So what I'm saying is, there's, okay, so these are, I'm just looking right now at characteristics of life. Biology major. 
All living organisms share several key characteristics or functions, order, or sensitivity. Or, okay, so basically order, responding to environment, reproduction, development, regulation, homeostasis, energy, process. Um, so the ones that we highlighted, I remember learning specifically, was it grows and develops. It produces offspring. Um, and responds to environment. And, and, and I just remember, I mean, I don't know if I would say that I remember all of those things, but I just remember reproduction. So it, it, there's more of itself, I guess there's more, it makes more of itself ability to create more, um, ability to grow and develop ability to respond to environment and, uh, homeostasis is like a sense of like uh it's it's a good it's like a balance of energy um so it's basically a tendency toward a stable relatively stable equilibrium um so when i think about that i think about god why i think about that verse so growing and developing um, being able to reproduce and respond to your environment. You move. Moving is responding to your environment. Um, to live is to is to obviously uh, exist, but it's more than that. It's 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 well, yeah, responding to our environment. We're living, and we're moving, and we have our being. Um, I don't know, I'm not trying to go like, okay, this one goes with that one, but I'm just saying there's such a, like, way that God just does things, and it's so cool, so, yeah. Alright. Before I forget, <laughs> homeostasis kind of reminds me of Shalom. Yeah, okay.